Yes, 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 yes. Welcome to another interesting episode of All Things Basketball Podcast. And of course, I'm your host, Coach Luke. How's everybody doing out there tonight? I hope you're doing well. I hope you're doing good. You know, we're getting ready to get into episode 46, people. Episode 46, man. Four from episode 50. I know I keep talking about that 50th episode, but that's definitely going to be a milestone right here at All Things Basketball Podcast. I think we should throw a party on that after that episode 50, guys. What do you think? Well, that's 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 for a later date. We'll talk about that a little later after we finish the show. But we're into episode 46, people, and the name of episode 46 is Fix on the Fly. The name of episode 46, people, Fix on the Fly. Well, all right, let's get into episode 46. But before we get into episode 46, we got to tap in. Tap in the All Things Basketball Podcast on Instagram. Follow me and I'm going to follow you. Tap in the All Things Basketball Podcast on Facebook. And if we need good training, you know what to do. Hit the email button, leave your information, and we'll get right back to you. Download, share, like, download. Come on, people, All Things Basketball Podcast. It's for you. Let's go. All right, let's get into this episode 46. And we're starting episode 46 with that purple and gold. Right there in L.A., and it seems like we've been talking about the purple and gold all summer long, and it probably won't change going right into the season, right into training camp and everything, because they're on everybody's lips as far as the media, as far as what's going to happen with the team and how far they will go. Well, they definitely have a strong chance to hoist that trophy, but right now we're talking about a tryout. There's going to hold tryouts. For, uh, um, you know, DeMarcus Cousins, as we know, towards Achilles, I mean, excuse me, not Achilles, towards ACL for the second time in three seasons. And so now he's out for this upcoming season, and they're trying to fill a void. Now, like I said in my last episode, Anthony Davis can play the center position, but he really doesn't like playing the center position. He's more of a combo forward from a power forward to a small forward. And those are the positions that Anthony Davis really feel comfortable at. And he really has his most success. And so that's what he wants to do. And so they also have JaVel McGee, who is definitely going to start off this season as the starting center. And I like JaVel McGee. He's a wonderful player, but he's just up and down. He's not as consistent as you should be for a starting center But who knows, this season he might come out and be a whole lot more consistent. But getting back to the tryout that the Los Angeles Lakers are getting ready to hold, they're bringing in three guys that could possibly spell for JaVale McGee and give about maybe 10 to 15 minutes per game off the bench. One of those guys is Dwight Howard. All right, Dwight Howard. And I don't know whether Dwight Howard is kind of lowering his standard right now uh, because he's been moved so much the last few years. But I I, I just feel like Dwight Howard, uh, maybe he's coming in with blinders on in the sense that I know he feels that he's a starter. And maybe he feels like if he comes in and works his behind off, that he'll be able to upseat JaVale McGee and take the starting role. 
That's the only reason why I believe Dwight Howard will be coming in for this tryout. But he'll be coming in along with Martian Gotard. Martian Gotard has also been around the league. He's played overseas last year. Uh, and so he's coming, trying to make a way back into the NBA this year. So he'll be trying out for the purple and gold. And then we have Mo Spinks, who's also been in the league for many years, but he hasn't been in the league for the last couple of years. So you have those three guys coming into the purple and gold facility and trying out for that one open spot and seeing who's going to get that spot, that uh, the vacant spot that DeMarcus Cousins has left since he tore his ACL. And so you got those three three players coming in to try out for that one spot. And so we'll see how that goes, who they'll pick, uh, uh, who will be in the purple and gold out of those three players. I really believe that Dwight Howard is the best out of the three, but I, I'm just so shocked that uh, he's rely, uh, relying on 10 to 15 minutes of playing time. He's much better than that, even right now. Now, is he the same Dwight Howard of old, the same Dwight Howard uh, um, of five years ago? No, he's not. But he's definitely better than 10 to 15 minutes reserve off the bench. I really still believe he still has a lot more left in him, okay? And he's much more better than 10 to 15 minutes. But like I said, like Coach Luke said, I really think he's coming on in there with blinders on, and he wants to take JaVale McGee's starting position. And so if he has that type of agenda on his mind, then kudos to Dwight Howard. He might do it. If he's more consistent than JaVale McGee and he's playing and putting up better numbers than JaVale McGee, any coach will go with the better player in that instance. I just don't think it's going to happen in the purple and gold. Again, he was in the purple and gold maybe five years ago, but he fell out of favor due to not um, connecting with Kobe Bryant and not connecting with Steve Nash in his last few years in the league. And so, you know, again, like I said, those are the three guys that will be trying out for the L.A. Lakers. It's uh, Dwight Howard, okay, Marshawn Gotak, and most things. And that's what's going on out the Laker building. All right. There are a few teams that are very, very interested, have popped up on the radar for one Chris Paul right now. One of those teams is the Dallas Mavericks, okay? And the other is the Miami Heat, okay? And so, you know, you got a couple of teams right there that are very, very interested in Chris Paul. Now, the Dallas Mavericks situation is very, very interesting to Coach Luke. Why? Because I actually believe that eventually they're going to have Luka Doncic at the point guard. I think they're just waiting for him to really get his feet under him in the NBA, or they might just say heck it this year and make him a point guard of the Dallas Mavericks. I mean, he's coming from overseas. He's the rookie of the year, okay, of last season. And and he's played point guard for most of his professional career overseas. He was never an off guard, and he was never a combo guard. He was always a point guard. Now, can Luka Doncic do a little bit of everything? Can he play the off guard? You better believe it. 
Can he play the point guard? You better believe it. And I also believe he can play a little bit of um, the small forward when you need him. You know, he can grab some rebounds. He can spread the floor from the small forward position also. So Luka Doncic can play three positions. But I really believe the Dallas Mavericks drafted him and brought him in to be the point guard of the future for the Dallas Mavericks. So I don't know whether they're interested in Chris Paul just for the moment. And when Coach Luke says just for the moment, maybe it's for the next two seasons while Luka Doncic really gets himself together in the NBA and um, and they're ready to make that smooth transition for him to be the point guard. But eventually Luka Doncic will be the point guard for Dallas. So I don't see where Chris Paul is going to be there more than two seasons. But, hey, that's probably all Chris Paul was really asking for because he definitely doesn't want to play for the OKC Thunder. And so just to get out of the OKC area, he'll probably go to the Dallas Mavericks. I also believe, though, the best place for Chris Paul might be the Miami Heat. The Miami Heat has a lot to offer. And, of course, Chris Paul has a lot to offer the Miami Heat. I really believe that that situation is a much better situation for Chris Paul. I mean, he's working with uh, Eric Spolster, who's an excellent coach. And, of course, the man upstairs, Hall of Fame general manager and president of the Miami Heat, Pat Riley. And so you're working with an A-class organization and everybody in the organization from the general manager to the head coach is A-class and excellent. And so that would be a much better fit for Chris Paul. Now, I don't know for sure which way Chris Paul will go, but those are the two teams that are very, very interested in Chris Paul's services. And like Coach Luke said, Chris Paul still has a good three to four seasons uh, 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 at a top level. I really believe he has a good three to four seasons at a top level, and he can help a team advance and get better and better. And so that's what's going on with Chris Paul. There's a, a heightened interest, and there's two teams that are the front runners. It's sort of a two-horse race right now between the Dallas Mavericks and the Miami Heat, and that's what's happening with Chris Paul. Once again, tap in, people. Tap into All Things Basketball Podcast on Instagram. Follow me, and I'm going to follow you. Tap into All Things Basketball Podcast on Facebook. And if you need good training, you know what to do. Hit the email button, leave your information, and we'll get right back to you. Download, share, like, download. Come on, people, All Things Basketball Podcast. It's for you. Let's go. Well, people, coming out of Portland, is Portland a quiet upgrade with the new additions to the team? Well, you know, in the offseason and free agency, they acquired Hassan Whitehead from the Miami Heat, and they also acquired Park Saul from the San Antonio Spurs. They moved Mo Harkless to the Miami Heat. And so what's going on now, they're, they're moving a few pieces around. But really, Portland has kept the core together. Portland is definitely a threat to, to not only win the West, but to hoist the trophy because they have arguably probably the best combination of guards with, with C.J. McCullough and Dame Dollar, Damian Lillard. They, arguably, they could be the best backcourt in the game other than Steph Curry and Klay Thompson. 
All right. And we all know that Clay Thompson will miss this season. But um, they probably have the best combination of guards in the league right now. So that makes them very strong. And that makes them strong anywhere, whether it's the West or the East. But they happen to be in the West. And so what's going to happen is they're going to be sniffing around that trophy. The Portland Trailblazers will be sniffing around that trophy. So I wouldn't say that they're a quiet upgrade. They've already upgraded people. Portland Trailblazers are for real. And you're going to have to watch them when the playoffs start. Now, I do know that Parker Saw can still perform at a high level, but he's sort of on the intel of his career. He's won a couple of championships with the uh, Purple and Gold when he was with the Lakers, you know, with Kobe Bryant, uh, Lamar Odom, you know, Meta World Peace. He's won a couple of titles in that in that situation in the Laker uniform. So he knows what it takes. And, of course, coming from the Spurs and working with Greg Popovich, he definitely knows what it takes. The problem I might have with the uh, uh, Portland Trailblazers is Hassan Whitehead. Now, he was very good before he signed this big contract. After he signed the big contract, he's had little knick-knack injuries, and I don't really think he's played uh, at a level that he should play at. And that's just through my eyes. I think he's a lot better than what he's giving off right now. And so, you know, one of the things people don't understand, uh, one thing about Damian Lillard, he reminds me a lot about uh, of a, a young Kobe Bryant. And when I say that, I say he's very demanding as a leader. He's quiet, but he's very demanding as a leader of the Portland Trailblazers. And I don't think he'll accept anything less from Hassan Whitehead other than maximum effort. So I don't know how those two will mesh because I happen to know that Damian Lillard will be asking a lot of Hassan Whitehead now that he's in the Portland Trailblazer building. And so we'll see. We're going to have to watch that dynamic. Damian Lillard and Hassan Whitehead. You know, I'm hoping that both these guys will be able to mesh because if they do, boy, that just makes the Portland Trailblazers even more dangerous. But that's a funny dynamic right there. And I tell you, like I just said, Damian Lillard strikes me a little bit of a, uh, as a young Kobe Bryant where he's very demanding upon his teammates. If, you, if you're supposed to be in a certain place or you're supposed to be playing at a certain level, Damian Lillard is not afraid to get in your face and tell you, listen, man, pick it up. So that's a dynamic between Hassan Whitehead and Damian Lillard that we have to watch. But I'll tell you, other than that, Portland Trailblazers are not a quiet upgrade. They are an upgrade altogether, and they will be in the mix coming up in this season. Well, we have a whole new, brand new game in the Washington, D.C. area, okay? We have Tommy Shepard as the new general manager. He's replacing Ernie Grunfield after 18 years. Now, Tommy Shepard has been in the building 16 years as the senior VP. He's just moving upstairs as the general manager now. So he's an excellent, excellent front office guy. Um, I really thought that the Wizards would bring new blood, new face, new agenda, and a new style to their building. 
But they, they're comfortable with Tommy. And Tommy Shepard, like I said, he's a wonderful, wonderful front, front office guy. All right. He was in Atlanta before he came to, um, to the Washington Wizards. So he's had front office experience over 24 years. And so, you know, when you've had that type of experience, I think it's time that you, you, you step up and, 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 and get a general manager's job. And so it's great, great situation for Tommy Shepard. But I tell you what, Tommy Shepard has stated through an interview, hey, what's going on with the players? What's going on with the moves? Because they didn't do much in free agency. And what the new general manager is saying is, you know, we're going to fix everything on the fly. <laughs> we're going to fix it on the fly. Now, I don't know actually what that means. You know, uh, does it mean you're going to start the season and you're going to start doing signing trades? Are you going to start the season with the team in place? Or are you going to go into training camp and start trying to make moves from training camp after you watch what you have on the floor? So coming out of the Washington area, the new general manager, like I said, Tommy Shepard, excellent front office guy, is saying we're going to fix everything on the fly. Now, does that mean this season? Does that mean next season? Or does that mean we're just going to continue to work and keep players in place and we're just going to go as we go along? I really don't know. And so, you know, and I don't think, you know, the reporters that was around Tommy Shepard for this interview uh, actually know either, you know. And so what's going on in the Washington Wizard building? I don't think anybody knows what's going on there right now. <laughs> but, hey, we have a new general manager. New hope, new fresh, fresh air. And so, hey, you know, every, they, they've got just as good a chance as anybody else. They're in the Eastern Conference. And, hey, like I just said, like Coach Luke said, they got just as good a chance as anybody else in that Eastern Conference. I mean, they still have Bradley Beal, phenomenal. We're going to have to see how John Wall comes back. He's still, you know, he's an excellent player when healthy. And so you got some pieces that you can build around. But coming out of Washington, the new general manager, like I said, Tommy Shepard, he's saying, hey, we're going to fix on the fly. All right. Tap in, baby. Tap in All Things Basketball Podcast on Instagram. Tap in All Things Basketball Podcast on Facebook. And if you need good training, you know what to do. Hit the email button, leave your information, and we'll get right back to you. Download, share, like. Download. Come on, people, all things basketball podcasts. It's for you. Let's go. All right, people. We got that AAU profile coming out of that Fort Lauderdale area, man. You know, coming out of Fort Lauderdale. And hey, man, my son is down in Fort Lauderdale. My granddaughter's down there, man. I got to get down there. But I'm so busy with the podcast right now. But they know I love them. They know I'm going to be down there. Pop up will be down there, Ava. Don't you worry about it. I'm coming, you know. But um, coming out of the Fort Lauderdale area, okay, we got uh, Vernon Carey Jr., 6'10". Phenomenal, man. Phenomenal ball player, Vernon Carey Jr., man. And I hear he's just committed to Duke University. Man, Duke is really loading up, man. They stay loading up. So Vernon Carey Jr. just committed to Duke University. 
He's from the Fort Lauderdale area, okay? And he plays, his AAU outfit is EI21, all right? It's the EI21 AAU outfit, okay? He just finished his last tenure with the EIT1 uh, this summer, okay? And so it's a wonderful, wonderful thing. He's going off to Duke University, and it's beautiful, and he's our AAU uh, profile for this show, okay? It's a wonderful, wonderful situation, and he played for the university school in Fort Lauderdale, the university school, high school, and that's a wonderful, wonderful thing. We got Vernon Carey Jr., 6'10", man, all right, could spread the floor, could hit the three, wonderful footwork. Again, like I told you, when Coach Luke get these guys on the desk, I go right to the YouTube. I go right right to their Instagram. I start looking at certain things, looking at how they play. And I tell you, Vernon Carey Jr. might be a one-and-done, people. Remember, you heard it first here. Vernon Carey Jr. might be a one-and-done. And so he's going off to Duke, and he's our AAU profile for this show this Wednesday right now. And so it's a wonderful, wonderful thing. And like Coach Luke said, love that AAU. That's where I got my start in coaching. And it's just Bill's character and players, coaches, referees. It's a great ground to start your career at. And so I definitely support the AAU. But that's our AAU profile for this show, Vernon Carey Jr. out of Fort Lauderdale. Okay, if you want to be a sponsor on this show or you want your ads to your company on the show, hit me up at All Things Basketball Podcast on Instagram and leave a message. If you go to my Facebook feed, you hit me up at All Things Basketball Podcast on Facebook, hit the email button, leave your information, and I'll get right back to you. If you want to be a sponsor or you want your ads to your company on the show, those are the things that you have to do. Thank you very, very much. All right. Sacramento wants to sign a big name. Well, I don't know whether Sacramento is going to be able to sign a big name. They definitely have, like Coach Luke said, a big name and a future big name in the Arian Fox. He's a superstar in the making. But I can give you a little hint, hint. Sacramento, who you should be going after, after, excuse me, if you want a big name in the building. One Kevin Love, who wants to get moved from the Cleveland Cavaliers. All right, now Kevin Love is from that Sacramento area. Well, not actually Sacramento, but one of the bordering cities right next to Sacramento. Maybe a, a rock throw away. Okay, and so he's closest is it will be like a homecoming for Kevin Love, all right? Of course, you know he's available, okay? It all depends on if the Sacramento Kings could squeeze in that $25 million that's owed to Kevin Love per season, okay, into their cap. But Kevin Love would be an excellent addition if, if the Sacramento Kings are talking about they're ready to sign and trade a big name. They need a big name. Uh, in the league in a Sacramento King uniform. Well, you got Kevin Love out there. You got a few big names, but I tell you, that would be an excellent move 
for uh, Luke Walton and the Sacramento Kings. Okay, it all depends on if Kevin Love can stay healthy. If he can stay healthy, you got an excellent, excellent baller. And again, like Coach Luke said, he's from the area. He'll be at home. And you know what happens when you get a guy that's from the area and he has a name. He brings in a ton of more ticket sales. And so coming out of that Sacramento area, they're saying they need a big marquee name to uh, 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 sign and trade, okay, and bring into a Sacramento King uniform. And, hey, I'm just throwing out a name right now. Kevin Love seems like he fits that glove, people. So maybe the Kings should start calling Kevin Love's uh, uh, representation and get that going. And if it happens, all I want is about fifteen to 20000 <laughs> for bringing it up. But, you know, that would be a good move for the Sacramento Kings if they want a household name with a sign and trade. Kevin Love is right out there for the taking people. And again, he's from that area. All right. We got that WNBA recap, baby. That WNBA recap. Love that WNBA. I keep telling y'all that. Coach Luke loves himself some WNBA. Love it, love it, love it. Well, all right. Now, let's get into that WNBA recap. We had three games, people, three wonderful games. And like Coach Luke said, it's getting tight. The playoffs is around the corner. The season is about to end for the WNBA, and we're about to get into the playoffs. I tell you, it's a wonderful, wonderful thing. But let's get into the WNBA recap. All right, we have the New York Liberty. Let's go, Liberty! (laughs) The Liberty 82 the Indiana Fever 76. We had the Chicago Sky 87, the Atlanta Dream 83. And we had that steamrolling team, the Las Vegas Ace 84, the Phoenix Mercury 79. And that's our WNBA recap. Three wonderful games. And like I said, all of the games are going to be tight now. You're not going to get any blowouts anymore. All of the WNBA games are going to be very, very tight. And so that's our WNBA recap for this Wednesday's show. Once again, people, tap in. Tap in All Things Basketball Podcast on Instagram. Follow me and I'm going to follow you. Tap in All Things Basketball Podcast on Facebook. And if you need good training, you know what to do. Hit the email button, leave your information, and we'll get right back to you. Download, share, like, download. Come on, people, All Things Basketball Podcast is for you. Let's go. All right. Rudy Gobert, All Defensive Player of the Year, two two years in a row. Two years in a row has got, has hired a shooting coach. He's working on spreading the floor, stretching the floor out a little bit. Rudy can shoot a little bit. But he's not that great of a shooter. He's more of a defender. He's more of a shot blocker. And when he's close in the perimeter, he'll dunk the ball. I seen last year he kind of added a little baby hook to his game. But right now, what's going on with Rudy, they're trying to work on a good 15 to 20 footer for Rudy Gobert right now. It'll be a wonderful situation if he can add that to his game and stretch the floor a little bit more. 
that always helps a player when he's able to add that to his game. And I'm going to tell you something. If a guy like Yao Ming at 7'4 could add that three-point shot to his game and work on it and work on it and work on it, and I'm not saying Yao Ming shouldn't have had that. I'm just saying there's hope for everybody to stretch the floor. All right? All it takes is hard work and dedication, people. And so back to Rudy Gobert, we kind of got off. He's working with a shooting coach three times a week, looking to stretch his game to another level, okay? He's already an excellent defender because he's the two-time defending defensive player of the year, phenomenal defensive player. And so now he's trying to add a little bit more to his offensive game. And so he's trying to stretch the floor. And what's going on with that, he's got a shooting coach. Like, again, he works with three times a week. And that's a beautiful thing coming out of that Utah building. All right. Okay, we have Toronto. Will Toronto contend? Or will Toronto have an opportunity, I'm sorry, to defend their championship? I believe they will. Now, a lot of people might think Coach Luke is a little crazy when he says this. Because they lost Kawhi Leonard. And, of course, when you lose a player of Kawhi Leonard's magnitude, it's a lot. But I do believe they still have enough talent in that Toronto building to really, really ball. And they do have a shot to represent the Eastern Conference. Now, do I believe they'll win the NBA championship? I think they'll fall a little bit short. Maybe the semifinals, maybe the Eastern Conference finals. In my eyes, I don't even see them getting to the finals. But they'll be somewhere around there. They'll be somewhere in there. Eastern Conference Finals, Eastern Conference Semifinals. They still have an excellent team, people. They still, despite Kawhi leaving, the Toronto Raptors still have an excellent team. And so they'll be sniffing around the area. But I don't believe they have enough to hoist the trophy. I do believe they have enough to possibly get there or get close. So does the Toronto Raptors have an opportunity to defend the title? Yes, they do. They're not going to be an easy out in the playoffs either, people. The Toronto Raptors will not be an easy out. And I'll tell you this, you don't really want to play them in the first round. You don't. Because you're going to be utterly surprised at the way that they perform. You're really going to be surprised at the Toronto Raptors the defending champions, the way that they perform. And like I told you, I'm real high on this guy uh, uh, who was the G League MVP and G League All-Defensive player, Chris Brochet. He's an excellent player. Remember I said it, he's going to be playing a lot of basketball this season for Toronto. 6'9", he can do it all. And of course, you know, they have a ton of talent over there. They got a ton of talent. And so they're not going to be a a team that just falters because Kawhi Leonard left. They're still going to be hovering around that championship. So, yes, they have a chance to defend. Well, all right. Episode 46, Fix on the Fly, people. It's been a ball. It's been wonderful. 
I like to thank all the listeners, everybody that follows me on Instagram, follows me on Facebook, shares, likes, downloads. I like to thank my whole staff at All Things Basketball Podcast for doing a wonderful, wonderful job. Okay, and you know, hey, I'll see you Friday, 7 sharp, 7 p.m. sharp. Good night. God bless.